0: Oh, look at that. Yes. Okay, Shalom Ubarakha. I'm feeling a bit under the weather Weather today. I try my best to give a good cheer. Visit Hashem. And before anything, if these classes inspire you, please share them on your status, visit. Hashem. Today is 40 days before Purim, and in live circles, this is the best time to start to activate prayers, to activate the miracle of Purim. We all need miracles of Purim, especially after going through the months of Tevet and Shvat, which are the end of the winter months, and we're now approaching the beginning of Purim and Pesach, so because of that, we need a lot of salvation. And Rabbi Nachman taught that all beginnings are now from Purim, from the miracle of Purim is the beginning. Because normally, things would have started from Mitzrayim, from a Pesach, because Pesach commemorates the leaving of Egypt. But Rabbi Nachman says, we go a month earlier and we start Pesach from Purim already. In our context, it fits in amazingly. He teaches, Rabbi Nachman, in this lesson 24, that we're on, the Qutimara lesson 24, that everything begins with simcha. Everything in life begins, the first step to get things moving is being b'simcha and doing mitzvot b'simcha, which is not easy. It's not easy because so much is dependent upon it. But now the idea is that if you are b'simcha on Purim, so you're able to activate all the rectifications that lead into Pesach, and then to the Shri Pesach, Svirata Omer, Shavuot, Kabbalat Torah, the whole package starts from Purim. And Purim is dependent on your preparation for Purim. So because of that, 40 days before Purim, why 40 days? We said this many times, is that 40 days is a fixed number to get prayers moving. Like Rav Nossin said, The best way to get prayers answered is by davening for them 40 days. You have some people, they say, I've been davening already for 500 days or 5,000 days already. I don't see my salvation yet. Okay? We don't know Hashem's ways, but it's obvious that other things are needed in life as a prerequisite for the breakthrough a person needs. A person wants a breakthrough, but Hashem is telling a person you have to look elsewhere to get the right coordinates. And when everything is fixed, boom, then the opening comes with Hashem. What is it? We don't know. How do you get to it? Prayer. Prayer is, Hashem, what do you want from me? Where, where, what am I doing wrong? What, what, what's missing? All I wanted to do is to be as a to be good Jew, to serve. It's all I want, Hashem. And if I'm being pushed back and made to feel miserable, but why? What am I doing wrong? So this is the, the davening we're doing. This is the davening we're putting in. And the miracles of Purim are big miracles. They're miracles within the nature. They're above nature, but within the nature. Because the whole story of Purim was miracles within the nature. And that's what we're hoping for. Because Hashem, it's greater for him to cause a miracle within nature than above above the nature, was Hashem. So because of that, Rav Nossin wrote a beautiful prayer, and it's very suggested people say it as a preparation for Purim. You can find it in Rav Nossin's prayers, L'Kutei Tfilot. It's Prayer 37, Part 2. It's one of the most popular prayers he wrote, and it's a major way to have the Purim experience activated. And the main thing of Purim is Simcha, is being the letting it out. The whole idea of the drinking and acting funny and silly and costumes and everything is in order to activate true Simcha. And once true Simcha is activated in your heart, this leads the way for everything else, all the Tikkunim, all the rectifications, up to Shavuot, but also in life, to get things moving. That's why it's so stressed preparing for poor in Bezat Hashem. All right. With that said, we're going to continue with where we left off. We have some interesting things to go into. We'll do our best to go quickly on these ideas. So we're holding in paragraph 7. Okay? And in paragraph 7, so Rabbi Nachman, he summarized the, the whole idea of joining your intellect with emuna is the idea of creating the Keter. Keter, which is your gateway to the next level up in life, the next uh, spiritual experience. The way to connect to that is you have your intellect, which you're sharpening and advancing in Torah study, and yet you join it with Emunah from a higher level, showing that as much as I know, I know that I don't know. And I realize that the goal of knowledge is to know how much I don't know about Hashem, which means, in other words, putting muna in the sechel, this is what creates what's called the keter. Okay? And he explains that this is the way you go up from world to world. So we said, that, if you remember last class, there's a quotation here. Okay? He says, bechenat chesed u'mipnimiyut malchut keter So he says like this, this is idea from the innerness of chesed gvotiferet, which is the hands that contain the blessing of intellect and from the Pnemiud, the inner essence of Malchut of Yetzirah, which is emuna from a higher world. This is what causes Keter of the world of Asiyah, the lower world. And this is what pushes a person upward. So he says, Rabbeinu says in his wording, very carefully, he says, V'chen olin ha'olamot ad lemana. This is the process how the spiritual worlds, the dimensions, which is where you're holding in life, that's how you go up. The way to go upwards is that you're drawing Emunah from a higher level, bringing it down. And this pulls you up. This is how it is in life. When you've reached the maximum, there's a point where you don't know what's happening and you have to resort to Emunah. And this Emunah comes down to you and then this brings you up to the next level. Okay, And he says, this is the process of all, of, until the next Ad Lemala. Lemala in this case is the next stage, the next world, which is the world of Yitzira. And then he says, Ad atzilut Lemala, Lemala, until the world of Atsilut, up and up. Rabbeinu's wording is very precise, it's amazing, because in, in total there's four worlds, there's four dimensions. And the, this lesson started off where we're doing the mitzvot with joy, you're able to go up the first dimension of Asiyah, okay? And then you enter the world of Yetzirah, and then from there is the Bria and Atsilut. So Rabbeinu was very careful. He says, And this is how the worlds are pushed up. Ad lemala, until above. That's already the second world, Yetzirah. And then Ad Atsidut, which is the fourth world. Lemala, lemala. Three, four. Lemala, again. And lemala. So you have all four worlds mentioned. And all this starts with being besimcha. In other words, all a Jew has to worry about. He says, how do I do all these things? These Kabbalistic things and this. Forget about it. What you have to be concerned about is being happy and working on that, and automatically the worlds go up because of your Simcha. You begin to, ch- to move things and change things and everything. And he says, the commentary say, that every time you reach a level of Keter, each, each, each of the four worlds have a Keter. Every time you tap into a Keter, you tap, you tap into a higher level of happiness, and this higher level of happiness pushes you to go forward. And to get to the Keter of the next world, There's a higher level of happiness, and then you get to the highest, the higher world, and a higher level of happiness. So you see, basically, people who are much older, and they're still in Yiddishkeit, they're happier people. <laughs> you look at older people, who are still from and davening, these people are very happy. You, uh, you, you can understand it because they've gone through so much in life, and they've held on to such emuna and being chazak, and strong, and not giving up. And, and they saw major, major miracles in their life. And they have what to be happy about. They know because Hashem has shown them so many times that Hashem loves them. It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, there's, just, there's so much to talk about just that, but <laughs> there's only so much we can do. But, but, but he's saying in this lesson that this is the key, is you work on the simcha. This is what pushes you up to sechel, the bracha of the sechel, emuna, and then gets you up higher and higher until you connect to the infinite light. Okay? Now, something totally new. He, Rabbeinu takes everything he said until now, and he shows how this is contained in a prophecy from Yechezkel Hanavi. V'zeh, this is what it says in Yeheskel chapter 3, which is the end of Yechezkel's first prophecy. The book of Yeheskel, the first prophecy begins in chapter 1 and goes up to after chapter 3. Okay? In there, there's a verse that we say every day, one, two, three, four times a day. baruch kvod Hashem Blessed is the glory of Hashem from His place. Okay, we're not going to go into so much. We're just already see how Rabbeinu is explaining the verse. <speaking in> baruch <Hebrew> yadayim. That's the hands, the place of the blessings. Okay. Kvod <speaking in> Hashem, <Hebrew> which we have to really go into, zebichenat <speaking> in <Hebrew> emuna. What in the world? Faith is the idea of the honor of Hashem. So, on a simple level, last week's Parsha, it says that at the end of Parsha Mishpatim, that as preparation for the receiving of the Torah, Hashem, it says the Kvod Hashem, the honor of Hashem descended on the mountain of Ar-Sinai and there was an Anan, a cloud. And it said Moshe went into the Arafel. But the verse says the honor of Hashem connected to the, the clouds covering, meaning to say, the honor of Hashem is something which is concealed. Like it's a pasuk in Likutei Moran Lesson 6. Kvod Hashem, Haster Davar. It's a pasuk. The honor of Hashem is to conceal the matter. In other words, Hashem's honor is revealed when it's concealed. So too, the cloud is covering, and Moshe Benu goes into the cloud. Cloud connotes the meaning that it's not clear. It's a cloud. I can't see. And that's the honor of Hashem. The honor of Hashem is something which is covered up. That's emuna. Emunah, I can't understand. So, uh, Emunah, Rabbi Nachman's saying already is Kevod Hashem, the honor of Hashem. So, Baruch means the blessings of the hand. Kevod Hashem is Emunah. When joined together, wait, Where do they? Where do they? Where they come from? Mimekomo. He says Mimekomo. What does he say here? Zeh keter. You see that? Mimekomo zeh keter. Fine. Before anything, we have to see what in the world is going on. Okay. Every day. Chazal instituted that we say Kedusha. We say Kedusha for Shachari, Kedusha for Milcha. And even in Shachari, you have the Kedusha of the Brachas of, of Shema. Kadosh, 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 Hashem, Tzvakot, Milchot, Kavodo. And then Ba'uch Kibod Hashem, Emekomodo, this verse. And then we say it again in Kedusha, Desidre, after after the Shmon In the Shmon you have the Chazarah, the Kedusha. Where everyone stands up and says these two verses. The first verse is from Yeshaya and the second, the verse from Yecheskel. okay? And then we say it again, like we said, in Asher Kiddush, in Neval with Targum, and then we say it in Mincha. First of all, what is this? Why do we say Kedusha every day? What, what, what's the, what is this obligation that Chazal gave us to say Kedusha? Why? Why do we say Kedusha? So the Gemara says, it's a few places, it's in okay. it's in, um, I don't remember where else, there's another Gemara, I think in Brachot, yeah, in Brachot, that the angels in heaven during the day they say, Kadosh, 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 holy, 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 the God of hosts, Hashem Tzvakot, Melochola ha'aretz Kevodo. The whole world is filled with His glory. They say during the day, because during the day there's sun, sunlight is clarity. So they make a statement, a proclamation in heaven corresponding to what's happening in this world. The the whole world is filled with His glory. It's something you can see. So that the angels say during the day. And at night time, the angels say, Baruch kevod Hashem, Mime Komo. Where there's darkness. So the angels admit, I can't see His glory. So what do they say? May, may, may be blessed. What? The honor of Hashem. Okay? Mime komo, From His place. The angels, these type of angels, are saying we don't know where His place is. Where's honor is, so we're saying wherever his place is, komo, may be blessed the honor of Hashem. Okay, so the Gemara says that we say in the kedusha these two verses corresponding to the two attitudes in this world. There's the time of clarity, which is daytime, and the time of lack of clarity, which is nighttime. So we say this statement of both kadosh 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 and 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 and, and baruch kevod Hashem komo, to express song singing to praising God that wherever to be, whatever the scenario, whether it's clarity, light, like daytime, or it's nighttime, Hashem is still there, and His honor is 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 active, it's working, okay? So now, why do we say that the angels say, because the Gemara says clearly, this is amazing, that the angels cannot begin to praise Hashem until the Jewish people down below in this world praise Hashem. So already you understand the answer, then why it's instituted that we say Kedushah because the angels are waiting for us to do kedusha. They wait for us in the morning until the latest time to Davin Shacharit, which is Sobzman Mantvila. That all, that all the Jewish people have said already their Kedushah, so they can also say it, okay? And then Mincha, it's for it's a preparation for nighttime, before the night falls. So the angels who say Baruch Kevodah Shemimikomo, at nighttime, they can say it also. So we say it at Mincha, we don't say it nighttime, because nighttime is a time of darkness and concealment. And it's not appropriate to say kadosh, kadosh, kadosh at that time. So he stated, still when it's light, when it's light, I can also express the time when I don't know. I can say, Hashem. I can't say, Hashem, with, alone without kadosh. I have to say both of them. Yeah, you have the clarity, and the clarity shows upon that which is hidden. So you, you never say just, Hashem. it always comes with the other verse from Isaiah. Okay? There's a lot to talk about this. The, Rabbid, the, Chaz, the Chachamim speak a lot about the idea of the kadoshah. And also, what type of angels are saying the, the Kedusha, and, and how many times? The Gemara has a discussion in Chulin about the, the fight between Yaakov and the angel of Esav, right? So Yaakov was fighting with the angel of Esav until, until more dawn, and the angel said, leave me, I have to go up to praise Hashem. So the Gemara has a whole discussion there. Yeah, it's as if you, you, you praised Hashem yesterday. He said, no, it's my first time in ever praising Hashem. And from that, Gemara learns that everyday new angels are created to praise Hashem. There's certain angels, they're called sra'fim. Why are they called sra'fim? Because they're so on fire, as soon as they praise Hashem, they disappear. They were created just to praise Hashem once, and that's it. They're called sra'fim. So it seems the angel that Yaakov was fighting was one of those type of angels and he was waiting for his opportunity to, to present. It's a whole discussion. It's a makhluket. How could it be if afterwards he, he said, You'll, I'll meet you and give you your new name. Your new name will become Israel and no longer Yaakov, and I will be there. So then if you will be there, that means you weren't burnt up. So it's a whole in the commentaries on understanding this type of an angel. Okay? But, but in short, it's the proclamation of the two types of angels. The angels who are fixed, they say kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. The higher angels, who are able to tap into the Baruch Kevod and recognize it's from a higher level, they're the ones who say Baruch Kevod Hashemim Eikumah. Okay, so the Gemara says, what's what's a higher level to say Kadosh 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 Hashem Tzvakot Melucharetz Kevodon, or Baruch Kevod Hashemim Eikumah. So they explain Baruch Kevod Hashem is a higher level. Why? Because you explain you're you're exclaiming that Hashem could be found even when there's darkness. Because I don't know where it is from. Baruch Hashem, I don't know where it is. Mimekomo from his place. Okay? The Arizal goes into the secret of the idea of makom. We're getting ready for this. Makom is gematria how much? 186. Mem, mem, that's 40 plus 40, 80. Kuf, 180, vav. What's 186? It's yud kevav ke, in a gematria called Hakaa. Amazing. There's a gematia, which is called hitting. You hit the the letter. What does it mean you hit it? Yud, by hitting it with itself, it becomes multiplied. So Yud from Yud Ke ke is Yud times Yud, 10 times 10, that's 100. He, the first He is 5, so 5 times 5, 25. Vav, 6, 6 times 6, 36. And the last thing again, 5 times 5, 25. Gimachia, Makum. You got that? You have there again, 180. Am I right? So 150 plus 36. that make sense? Did I get it? One second, one second. 100. 10, sorry, 10 times 10 is 100. 25, 25, 150. Okay, 60, 70, 80. Yeah, exactly. 136, 186, makom, The 6 times 6 is 36. uh, What? I did, Vav. The second He. It's 25. 25 plus 25 is 50. 50 plus 36 is 86. So 186, that's makom. Okay? So the way to reach Hashem's makom is Hakkaah, which is going to connect directly to our lesson. That the way to proceed, he calls, Rebbe Nachman calls the Makom of Hashem, the Keter. Because Hashem's Makom is un, it's unattainable. I can't grasp Hashem's place. Even the angels, they can't grasp Hashem, Hashem's place. The Gemara says in Brachot that there's certain angels, there's one angel. They, they say his name, we can't say his name. His name is Sandal Fe Vavnun. S-A-N-D-A-L-P-H-O-N. We don't say his name and he's very tall, very high like his feet stand in this world and his head reaches the firmament he takes the prayers of Am Yisrael and he, he, he attaches a keter onto each one and he makes them swear that you go to reach the, the, you go to crown Hashem's Hashem's crown. So the Gemara says that even the angel, this big angel can't reach the crown where Hashem is located so he has to tell the prayer I, sw- I make you take a, an oath and swear that you have to go up to the crown, to crown Hashem. And Rav Nossah points out that even the angels can't reach where Hashem's place is. The Gemara says that. Okay, but the prayer of Am Yisrael can reach that far. Unbelievable, okay? So that's the idea of Makom. Okay? Fine. So we see the the, the the statement made by these angels on a higher level. Baruch Hashem Because it's not an accomplishment. An angel that says Kadosh, 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 you know, great, holy, holy, as Hashem Tzvakot, and the whole earth is filled with His glory, that's on a revealed level. Fine, I can see that. It's a greater level. The angel who's able to proclaim <laughs> Hashem's glory is hidden is way above. Okay? We'll just finish at this point that the one who's seeing this vision is Yechezka. Okay? The, the, and Yeshayahu is the one who said Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Yeshayahu, the Zohar says, he's rooted in Keter of a certain world he's rooted in the Keter but from a lower world so therefore he has some perception and therefore he was the one who saw the vision of Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh Hashem Tzvakot who's Yecheskel? this is unbelievable The Arizal says that Yecheskel and Chizkiah Omelech are both rooted in the same neshama they're both rooted in Kain and not just this, this is scary This this requires a lot of uh, more further learning and, and and understanding. But the Arizal writes that before Adam conceived Cain, he had some type of wasted seed before Cain was born. Before. And the, because, they were wasted because they came from Adam and they never became a human being. So they were like drifting. They were wording the Arizal as they had rifion. They were like weak. They were ha- dwindling in the air until the generation of the flood. And once the generation of the flood happened, it was so blemished because of a blemish of the covenant, including the descendants of Cain. So the flood wiped out everything in the air. And the verse says, including Hayekum. Hayekum, anyone standing. The fish were not touched from the, from the, from the flood. But all these olders were standing. And the word Hayekum, the Arizal and the comes comes to, to, to teach, comes to include also demons and spirits created from the wasted seed of Adam, which came before Cain. They came before Cain and they were connected to Cain. So the Arizal points out Hayekum, Hey, okay, Hay and you, it's, it, let's, let's do this carefully. Cain is how much? Cain is 100, 110, 160. How much is Hayekum? Hayekum, you have also a Kuf there, you have a Yud, okay, and you have a 40, and a 5, and a 6. So it's the 161. It's 161, which is gemachah Kayin with the with the Kolel, with the, with the word itself. So the Ariza says that Ye Hanavi and Chizkiyahu, they came to rectify the blemish of the covenant associated with Kayin, okay, and and that's why, if you go back to Yechezkel first of all, in the book of Yeheskel, it says again and again, every prophecy that Hashem talks to Yecheskel, it says, Ata ben Adam, Atta ben Adam, and you, son of man. So, <laughs> what do you mean, son of man? Son of what? A donkey? What do you mean, <laughs> son of man? So, so the Arizal says, son of man, and not son of a man and Chava. No, it's Ben Adam, and not Ben Adam, and Chava. He, may be, he never entered the body of Chava. These were seeds just from Adam. So he's called Ben Adam. So he's two things. He, he's rooted in Cain. Cain was also the son of Adam. Plus these wasted seed before Cain was born. They're also coming from Adam. So he's called Ben Adam for two reasons. And Yechezkel, he rectified it so much and it's indicated in his name. His name is Chazak. Chazak. Chizkiyahu is also Chazak. Chizkiyahu is Chazak Yud Kevav. He, that means he came to rectify the first three letters of Hashem's name damaged by Cain so he called Chizkiyahu Yechezkel, I can't figure this out yet but he was there, even though you have a Yud Chazak Aleph Lamed it could be the Aleph Lamed is Chesed Chesed in Kabbalah is El Yud is Chokhmah I don't know what that means exactly but Yechezkel came to fix the final Hey of Cain of and the seed before and both are re- related to the feet of Adam Arishon. okay so the feet is also Hayekum, and it's where it says in Noach and the flood, sorry, the generation of the flood, and all the Yekum, all those who were able to stand, that's the legs, the legs of Adam HaVishon, okay? There's a, lot, there's a lot of depth in this idea. And many times in the book of Yechezkel, Hashem tells uh, uh, Yecheskel, And you, son of man, stand, amod. Get up, stand. The word, the terminology of getting up, getting up, and the prophecies given to Yecheskel appears many, many, many times to show he's rooted in fixing the feet of Adam Arishon, I know it's a bit deep, which were, which, which were rectified, which were damaged by the wasted seed he had before conceiving kind. It could be at the time of conception, so some drops of, 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 of uh, Adam's seed went to waste before, before penetrating Chava. And that's why they're connected to Cain, okay? But in any event, he came to rectify the feet of, of Adam Marishon. So that's why it's called Chazak, to show that he did it, he was successful in fixing the legs. In our context, I'm gonna finish with this, the Chizkiyahu that did the mitzvot so, so besimcha, he's able to fix the legs. So by fixing the legs with Simcha, the next level is the hands, which is Baruch. And the next level after that is K'vod Hashem. And the next level after that is Mekomo, the Keter. He's able to go. And more than that, <laughs> he was so strong, Yecheskel, what he's doing, the Pasuk says, Acharai, Kol gadol." Right? He said, Hashem said to Yecheskel, I'm going to send you now to rebuke the Jews in the Diaspora. So he said that, a, and the wind picked me up, and I heard behind me, ra'ash a voice of, of noise, great noise, saying, meaning he heard the angels saying behind them. What's the idea of behind them? Even the Midrash says it's, it's proper to say that the angels are behind the person. What is that? Behind. You're a human being, and he's saying, I heard behind me. What, as if you're on a higher level? The answer is yes. Because he was chazak in his feet, and he did the mitzvot besimcha. and we said that the mitzvot besimcha rectifies the legs. So he was running so fast in his kiddushah that he bypassed baruch, Bypassed Kevod Hashem, bypassed k- uh, Mimekomo. It was behind him. He was already already in the infinite light. Yeah, Yecheskal. That's why he had such a vision. He was given such a vision of the revelation of, of char- the chariot, the divine chariot that he had, which is a vision of the infinite light, basically, the chariot. And it's because he already bypassed all the levels, he was so he's so rectified. It says also and it's just another point that Ye- Yecheskel's wife died. In this in the book, we were learning that it by died before me at the morning. He says somehow that that was the tikkun for Cain, jealousy. Cain was jealous about this, Hegel's, Hevel's second twin sister. Cain was born with a twin sister. Hevel was born with two twin sisters. So he was jealous that he had an extra twin sister. So the Arvizal says, to rectify that, Yecheskel's wife was the second twin sister of Hevel. Her dying before him and him mourning over her as Yecheskel finally completed the rectification of Cain fixing Kayin totally, okay? I know this is deep, we'll go into this hopefully in the future classes, but it shows you the amazing power of this study called Yechezkel the prophet. His grave is today in Iran. It, the, 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 it's, a, it's a very respected holy place even by the Persians, by the Iranians, you know, a Jew to go there, you need, you need a, you're a, you can only go up to a certain room, you can't go in all the way, but it's, he, the, the prophet Yechezkel's grave is existence even till today. But the point is, he's called Yecheskel because of Chazak. He fixed so much the legs, the idea of the legs, the legs of Adam HaRishon, that he went super zooming high, that even now, the Baruch and in Hashem was aft behind him, because he went super fast. We'll stop here. We should be zochit to, um, remember this point, to do the Mitzvot B'Simcha, as this is the key for everything else, Bezat Thank you for joining. Wow. <coughs>